Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. This, this is RS1. Part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dubai's Autodrome. It's a big weekend for the UAE and for their motorsport because for the last 15 years, the international endurance racing calendar has kicked off with the Hankook 24 hours. And in the last 15 years, it's really developed into a fantastic race. This weekend, we're also live with the UAE F4 Championship. Four races for these up and coming drivers, many who are making their first moves out of kart racing. Race one already in the books to describe race two, Joe Bradley. But first, here's Bruce Jones. Down on the grid, we had a fantastic cracking start to the, the championship. 20 races in all held over five weekends between now and the first weekend in March. And the same car is on pole position, second generation racing racer Hamda Al-Kubaisi, but she's there because the top six finishers were reversed, Joe Bradley, and she blotted her copybook in the first race, but she's been given the instant chance of reprisal. Call it a quirk of fate with the reversal of the top six, having Hamda coming in sixth place after um, she flat-spotted a tyre. We saw that, Bruce, we described that, and I knew she was on a hiding to nothing, and speaking to her in the break there, she knew also, and she knew once she saw the smoke pouring from that left front, she was pretty much going to be hanging on to those places, and we saw her very slowly. I thought she did a cracking job to keep the rest of the uh, the being pack behind her right until the very end, and that's it was pretty much the penultimate lap when she dropped to that sixth spot. So, she's She's going to learn from that experience. She knew she got mugged at the at the start. Uh, Pizza and um, and Fluxa. Fluxa absolutely mugged her at the start. She's aware of that. She mentioned that to me as well. Let's see what she can do. I'm uh, I'm very impressed with uh, Alcabesi. She's certainly got the, uh, the the bloodline there from Dad, hasn't she? Yeah, Cardo will be passing a lot of experience, but every single driver down there, some of them dipped their toe in Formula 4 last year, but uh, a lot of them, that was their first race. This is their second one within a few hours of their first single-seater start. And uh, one of the drivers we spoke to down there finished second. Ed... Um, Fluxer, Lorenzo Fluxer from Mallorca is uh, very, very impressive. That was his first race, but the driver who won, remember these two names because the driver who came home first, Francesco Pizzi, he won by just half a second. But uh, these are drivers who only turned 15 in November. We've even got a 14-year-old driver, that Constantin Reich, towards the back of the grid. But these are young, young racers, and they're going to be learning their racecraft. They will be making mistakes, uh, but certainly what we heard from the drivers is that... uh, they were, particularly from the front two, they felt it's so difficult to pass because they're getting 100% out of their tyres. Well, they think at this stage in their career they're getting 100% of their tyres, but they also learn nurse the rubber. Two sets over the course of qualifying and four races. And it's all about that tyre management. And there was no doubt about it. I think I spoke about four of the drivers about race one, and they all said the same. After about 10 laps, 
the cars just start sliding around. And also from a, a local crew member, one of the lads from XL Motorsport, he also mentioned to me, it's about the amount of sand that blows on the track and that can change. Absolutely, it can change. Just an example, walking up here, I ran my hand up a, a railing by a staircase completely covered in dust. Yeah. So changing all the time. This is early January, the final race this championship, just two months from now. But by March, it's going to be a lot hotter. They'll have more experience, but the life of these tyres is going to be even harder to manage. And uh, as you say, about 10 laps, they really feel the tyres are at the edge. But the race runs for about 13. So for those final three laps, they're going to be hanging on. And they will have learned, but certainly the first two were very wise indeed. Two 15-year-olds, just to reiterate, Francesco Pizzi. Uh, won the race from Lorenzo Fluxa. They are now starting from row number three. Let's run down the grid. They've got to do it again, but they've got to do it from further back. So the grid, Hamda Alkubaisi, she was on pole for the first race. As you mentioned, Joe, she flat-spotted her tyre, and it must have felt a very long 25 minutes. We saw her making further mistakes because simply the grip wasn't there. She's on pole. Nico Gola will start from the outside of the front row. Young Scott Dexter Patterson, I don't need to say young, they're all young, uh, will start third. Nicola Marinangeli, who had a very good race to third place, and then come the first two runners at the finish. Uh, just a couple of hours ago, Lorenzo Fluxer, he'll be starting fifth, and race one winner, Francesco Pizzi, starting from sixth place. And uh, right down at the tail of the Field will be Konstantin Reich didn't get a start in race one and uh, the 14 year old yes I, I'm not going mad 14 years old already racing driver now born in Singapore now based in Dubai his car had alternator failure haven't seen it come round the cars are going around towards the grid but let's hope the young Swiss Austrian uh, can get his teeth stuck into this he's uh, so young he's still going to be having a karting program this year alongside a full campaign in this F4 United Arab Emirates Championship in its fourth year and uh, certainly finding its feet. Among previous uh, champions in the series, Charles Wirtz, whose family, he's son of Yves Wirtz of the WRT GT3 team that's had so much success with Audi. He's already Charles stepped up last year. Really, really impressive. And uh, always with the championship, Joe, you need good graduates. You need your graduates to go on and achieve things. And uh, already it's proving a springboard for quite a lot of these drivers. It stands good for super license points from the FIA. So no wonder so many drivers are coming into this compressed two-month period of racing. They can get a lot of experience, a lot of racing, hopefully all in decent weather. And you can see why the grids are starting to grow. Absolutely. Well, you know, there's kind of been a culture developed over the last maybe 10 years where um, young drivers in preparation for their European seasons, they've either gone to the Antipodean series uh, down in Australia and Tasmania and New Zealand or they come to the UAE and the, the Middle Eastern series and it doesn't matter, it's all about the weather it's all about using the cars in the conditions that you're going to race in the summer especially the, the, the continental championships in Spain, Italy, France where the temperatures are pretty high and uh, you have to, it's all about keeping those tyres uh, in, in shape and on, and on form and, and performing at their optimum. Constant Reich I don't know if we've mentioned him uh, Bruce, he's re he is starting this race after that alternator problem put him out at the start of the race one. We're about to go. Uh, yep, green yep. flag at the back of the grid. Yep, so Hamda Al-Kubaisi, Abu Dhabi racing at the front of the grid. She's on the side by the grandstands. Will she make a better start in the first race? Nico Gola in the pink livery, BWT Mucca Motorsport car. Look for row three, creeping, unfortunately, from Nicola Marinangeli. And then we've got oh. the car, absolutely stationary car. Number six is that Zadenek Chauvinek. He's got it going. Oh, dearie me. But these are quest things that need to be learnt for all these drivers. 
Gawler it is, though. I don't know what it was that propelled him off the start, but he's got about a six-car length lead before he turned into turn one. He leads by a country mile. It's Kilb Alcabesi who slots into second place, but she's lost a lot of ground, and I'm wondering, Bruce, just how difficult it is to get these cars off the line because so, we saw a lot of problems there. Yeah, really, really close to the start in the opening race. But this, you talked about a six-car length gap. It's even bigger from Alcubaisi back to probably, it looks like Lorenzo Fluxer has got up from fifth place. So the driver who finished second in f the first race uh, doing a good job. But uh, some people made a dreadful getaway. You really feel for uh, Chauvenek. No, in fact, Chauvenek's come up. It wasn't Chauvenek. I, I chose the wrong car that fell backwards. It was uh, Meher Bodshameli. The Iranian racer, he was in the other XL motorsport car. He's fallen to the tail of the pack, but in a dream getaway for Nico Gola there. Yeah, and it's the one of the older drivers in the field. I say that. He's 16. Uh, Nico Gola leads. He's uh, He's been racing for about uh, uh, five seasons now. He's had uh, some podiums. He's had seven top five finishes, and he raced in this series last season. So he continues racing in the Formula 4 UAE series. He leads, though. And he's leading through to turn 10 for the first time. But he's being caught. Hamdal Kubaisi's got her, her head really pinned on, trying to do everything not to do what she did in race one. And very early in that event, she flat spotted her tyres. And this is the section of the track where she flat spotted the tyres. It's as you go through the kink at turn three, the car's loaded up on the right. She does it right this time, though, into that sweeping 14. It's, it's a cambered. And look at the tyre lines that she's leaving. Spinning up those rear wheels, getting on the power nice and early. But look at the gap she's reduced. She's becoming in a very threatening position there and maybe challenging for the lead into turn one. Now, she's got to remember the message ringing in her ears from her father, Khaled Al-Kubaisi. Don't push the tyres too hard too soon. But certainly out of turn 14, she was doing that. But she's gained. She's closed the gap to just under seven tenths of a second. So it's Nico Gola, Hamza Al-Kubaisi and Lorenzo Fluxer. Followed by the first race winner, Francesco Pizzi. Then they've got a little bit of a gap back to Zadenet Chauvenek, the uh, Venezuelan born from Czech stock, races under a Portuguese license. How much more cosmopolitan we like to be? And Rima Jafali's tyres there, the right rear already showing the black line. I'm not sure. She's probably using the same tyres as she did maybe in race one. I'm not sure tactically how the teams play it with the two sets over the course of qualifying and four races. But we're probably seeing a set of one tyres across the field there. Flames licking from the number 18 from the turbocharged Arbath engine there. Looking fantastic. But Rima Jufali in that uh, car, just mentioned white with the, the pale blue upper half really, really understeering out of the corners. So uh, clearly not getting hooked up the way it's supposed to be for all these drivers. She raced in British Formula 4 last year. It's about understanding your tyres, keeping these cars as straight as you possibly can. And she had her tyres running at a, an angle of about 10 degrees away from True. She's being slipstreamed down the back straight and off left of Image. Uh, we lost two drivers. I'm sure they'll rejoin, but uh, it was a passing manoeuvre on Jufali. She's lost the place. And it's uh, Maningali who made the move. He's recovering Dreadful after start. Star stalling on the line. So that's a recovering XL Motorsport car now from 8th up to 7th but the real and story, ahead of Jafali. Sorry, Joe. Sorry. The real story is Lorenzo Flux are getting closer and closer to Ham Hamda Al-Kubaisi Kubaisi with the red nose on home turf here. The driver from Abu Dhabi just down the road. But uh, she's being pushed by Flux. So Flux, this is his second ever single-seater race. So cool, calm. And history is repeated because down into turn 14, we see what we saw in race one. Again, locking up and doing all sorts of mischiefs to her tyre. Hamda Al-Kubaisi will have to... Sit 
sit down and have a long, hard chat with her father, Khalid, tonight because she is not being kind to her rubber. Or it may be a little bit of setup work needing there, a little bit of brake balance tweaking there, but it's going to be a challenge from Lorenzo Fluxer. He was very determined, the young Mallorcan has come into this race two with the intention of winning it. I said, I said to him, what can you do different in race two? And he said, win it. As simple as that. And just to point that out, when Joe and I went to find him in the paddock, he said it with a wink as well. So it's good to see yeah. in his second language, he's got humour, he's clearly got pace. And I think already in the, in the form of Fluxer and Francesco Pizzi, first and second, or second and first to be accurate in the opening race, we've got two absolute rising stars. And it's a question what the best of the rest can get up to. So we've only just coming up to five minutes of this race and already we see a little bit of tyre management needed from certainly one or two of our drivers. They've still got a long race to go. We, I think we completed 13 laps uh, in race one, Bruce. We've completed two already, coming up to complete three. We're in the middle of the third lap on the back straight. Still no change at the front, though. Nico, uh, Nico Gola still being under pressure from Hamda Alcabesi, who was under even more pressure from Lorenzo Fluxer. And we'll see a challenge there from the number 11. That's Dexter Patterson. I think it was Dexter Patterson who also got left behind a bit on the line. Correct. And he's moving up from ninth into eighth, is it? Ahead of Rima Jafali. No, not quite. Didn't make it stick. Goes down the inside, has he? Just trying to get a check on there. Into 12. He's on the outside, not the ideal line. And into 12 they turn now. And he went round the outside of Jafali. And he's made that move stick. Very impressive. He got the drag out of the previous corner at 11 and he made it stick by the time they went on the brakes for turn 12. Well, what we saw in race one is that uh, the young Scott was very, very confident in uh, going around the outside. He had some caution. He'd looked to the outside. If he felt he was about to lose up, we have seen Jafali locking up the front there. But uh, Patterson started his race in third. Indeed, Joe, like Marin Angeli, who's worked his way up to sixth, he's really, really uh, making a recovery. But out front... Completing another lap, Nicogola leading the race. Now it's Lorenzo Fluxer up into second place. Hamda Alcubaizi has fallen back to fourth on that lap. So Fluxer, who was second in race one, is now second in race two. Francesco Pizzi, who won race one, is tucked in behind him, nine-tenths of a second down. So it's Gola, Fluxer and Pizzi. They're the top three. And the story of race one for Hamda Alcubaizi, if you lock up a tyre, you pay not just the once, but every single corner for the rest of the race. And start under investigation on the official screen there. No, no doubt about that. I, I certainly saw one car move before the lights went green, possibly even two. So we'll see what the stewards make of that as we continue on then. Yeah, I think the driver who may well have to have a bit of a worry was Dexter Patterson. In fact, right. he started fourth on the grid, not third, but he's uh, worked his way back up to seventh. But classic case, you think you're rolling and then you fall back. But now Nico Gola leading the race has got... Lorenzo Fluxer, not just behind him, alongside him, they go down the straight towards turn 10. It's a long, long run. It rises towards the termination, but on the inside is Gola. Is he going to go too deep in the corner? Can he get it around in front of Fluxer? Fluxer, well, in fact, uh, now suddenly had to look at his mirrors because Francesco Pizzi thought, now's the time to attack and challenge you for second place. Well, Gola is very familiar with these Formula 4 cars. Full season of German Formula 4 racing last year. Two top 10 finishes, fourth in the rookie standings, and he spun it. Well, just as I was just as I was leading his case, he goes and spins it. Well, he, he was spun with assistance, I'm afraid, uh, Lorenzo ah. Fluxer decided to go up the inside there was contact and now outside the top 10 and <laughs> unfortunately when you try and spin your car back on, back on the track you don't do a 
5.40, followed by some more spinning and a 180. Very much at the back of the field. You had to feel for Nico Gola there, but there was enough of a gap, or nearly enough of a gap, for Fluxer to have a look at. He dived up the inside, and I'm afraid there was contact. Again, it's all about learning, not just how to keep your tyres, but how to keep your place on the circuit. And his flank was exposed, his flank was attacked. So we think he got a little bit of a, a helping hand there to Pirouette there, did, did, are we? Yeah, we do. And what's oh, happened, it that. hasn't helped Fluxer into the lead because uh, he had to slow in that. So it's now Francesco Pizzi leading the race. Hamda Alcubaisi, thank you. Back up into the top three all over again. And Zadanech Chovanec, the driver from Venezuela, up into third place. Fluxer in fourth. So was it Fluxer that maybe had contact with Gola? Oh, 100%. All uh, right, OK. That's dropped. So both of those cars dropping down. Fluxer now down to fourth. That's allowed uh, Chovanec up into third behind Alcabesi. There was a little bit of a gap and fastest lap of the race from Chovanec uh, last time through. The number six car, fastest car on the track at the moment, currently in third and chasing down that red and white car of Hamda Alcabesi, who looks to be dropping slightly away. She is indeed dropping slightly away from Francesco Pizzi, who, winner of race one, and he's in a very strong leading position onto the back straight for i think the fifth time absolutely correct and we have the top five cars clear of the rest in sixth place we've got dexter patterson not able to get up with them they're four seconds clear but just two and a half seconds 2.6 seconds covering the top five but i think that's going to stretch out because now in the lead race one winner francesco pizzi half a second clear at the start of the lap of hamda alcubaisi but he is pulling clear he will have that luxury of being able to concentrate on his own race in the background the red nose of abu dhabi racing that's hamda alcubaisi she's got Jeanette Zdenek Chauvinek in behind. I think she's got the pace to hang him out to dry, but how good are her tyres? We saw her lock up. She's got her mirrors full of XL Motorsport. Four of the XL Motorsport cars now lining up behind her, one at, one at a time. She did a great job in holding back the field with a very flat-spotted left front. I, I would think that left front is flat-spotted again as she locked that left front wheel up again. And uh, that's going to be a fight for her. But she's, uh, she's hanging on to the rear wing of the leader, it's got to be said. And she's maintaining that gap to third place. So she's not going to go down without a big fight here. As we look at the recovering Nico Gola, just to give you an update on him. He's down in 11th now after spinning. And he's dropped right off the back of the field. In fact, he's got about 10 seconds to make up before he reconnects with this grid of uh, cars. Well, his inability to do a spin turn to get it back onto the circuit really, really cost him. And uh, coming through the end of the lap, in fact, his pace is good as all but the very, very front runners. So clearly no damage to the car. It's simply his pride. He, he was knocked out of the lead and then he, he uh, took his own part in his further demise by uh, not managing to just have enough caution to get the car on the track. A little too vigorous with the kick turns. It's amazing how much pace you can find when you're angry, angry with yourself and there's no doubt about it. You can see the, I like to call it body language of the car there. Nico Gola absolutely wringing the car's neck through the corner there and their personal best lap time last time through for the pink Mucka Motorsport car. And a big battle behind the leaders then for third place. Looks like it may be Fluxer charging back up and getting ahead of Chovanec as they go into 10. We'll be able to see how that sorts itself out as they come out of that turn. And it's hard to tell these XL Motorsport cars. Identical liveries can't quite see the numbers on those cars. Well, the one with the paler side pods has dropped back, which I think be Jenik Chovanec. 
And I think the quick one's coming through uh, Fluxa and Marin Angeli, but I can't tell you in which order they are. But what yeah. I can tell you is I thought Francesco Pizzi was going to be able to stretch his way clear, but uh, over the opening part of this lap, Pamdal Kubaisi's kept him very, very honest indeed. Into turn 14, they go up the gentle rise to the left. No lock-up this time, but there's the battle for third place. That's where it's really, really tight. You can see them not quite nose to tail, but one little slip. In fact, the car fourth in that pack, which we think is Fluxa, definitely gaining on the car in third place into turn 16. They go, who's going to wash wide on the exit? Can't quite see. In fact, all quite tidy. But on the final few laps of the race, when the tyres have gone away, they don't often stay within the confines. They go very wide indeed. It's still Pizzi leading from Kubaisi. It is Chauvenet, the one with the pale side pods is uh, Lorenzo Fluxa, second in the opening race. He's the one with number seven on the nose who is really looking for angles. Up the inside he goes, bear in mind there's already been contact when he tried the inside line at turn 12. This time he hangs on, now he's not on the right line and Nicola Marinangeli is going to take a look but he's going to be on the outside line and that keeps on stretching. It's the long way round, hasn't made it work. That's what I love about the Dubai Autodrome. There's not a, a defined textbook line through any of those. They, they're not constant radius curves so you've got a choice and that allows people to maybe sort of get a false security when they're moving up towards the car in front and maybe having a cheeky look down the inside or even the outside and that's what we're seeing I think these people are fooling us Bruce but they're absolutely flat out and it was Flux Lorenzo who told us in the in the break it's very hard to make any ground on people who are also driving at 100% and that's exactly what we've got and also what you just mentioned you can look on the inside and the outside because there's enough space and Flux is going to go up the inside into turn 10 will he make it stick has he break too late in the corner no he's got that job done but or has Chauvenet he? is diving up the inside. We saw that again in the opening race. He suddenly realised that he's uh, just given too much space, couldn't get the front end to turn it. Again, maybe stand on track, an excuse they can all use. But we're not complaining. We've got a three-way battle of Fluxus suddenly dropped behind Nicola Marinangeli. Again, that's the thing. When oh, Marinangeli goes off the circuit, rejoins, and certainly Chauvenet is the slowest of these three, but... Uh, He's still got a nose on the front of his car. I was worried for a second that Marin Angeli was about to bash into the back of him and lose his nose as they go through turn 13. That little kink. Oh, the outside line is not a place you want to be in turn 14. Marin Angeli was absolutely on it there. It was a textbook move by Fluxer down the inside, off the back straight into a hairpin. Uh, however, he didn't have the, uh, the ideal line for the following corner at 13. And that's where, sorry, at 11. And that's where he fell foul. That put him offline and on the dirt. And Marin Angeli was then able to go around the outside into 12, and that's what we've got. So a change there for position, with Pizzi leading, El Cabezzi still in second, Jovanic hanging on to that third place. Marinangeli is in fourth now, and Fluxa down to fifth, but he's not going to be happy with that. With now coming on to 10 minutes, we've had a fast chunk of this race. We're going to see with seven laps remain, We've got probably the best of the tyre life beginning to ebb away as we get into the next few laps, but still plenty of racing time left for Fluxa to get back and back on terms and maybe get a podium. But what is fantastic news for Hamda Kubaisi? She's just got to concentrate on the race leader, Francesco Pizzi, because this trio, surprise, surprise, they're tripping each other up. Their laps last time round were two, one and a half to two seconds down on the pace of the front two. So Francesco Pizzi leading by just under half a second, he can control this race. We saw in race one he could keep uh, Lorenzo Fluxer behind, but a different form of attack. Hamda al she might look for an advantage in different places in behind. It's almost coming to blow for XL Motorsport. And Chauvenet pushing Marin Angeli semi onto the dirt as he went down towards turn one, over to the right-hand side of the track. And up front, it's still Pizzi doing what he did in race one. Super tidy, hardly left a door open. But uh, al will be... Uh, 
looking to see where she can find a gap, but no gap as they go up to turn 12 is being offered. All very dramatic visually when you have to go offline on that back straight with the amount of sand and dust that is offline, you're going to do your tyres no good whatsoever. However, you haven't got a choice if you're going to make that move. And that's what we saw for second place. Not quite sure who did what, though, whether it is indeed Chovanec who held on to it. It was uh, under pressure from Flux of the previous lap. And now Marinangali has done the same. But uh, more incident at the front there with more locking wheels from El Kabaisi, Bruce. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was a replay from the second lap of the race. But alas for El Kabaisi. But you have to say, she is a real, real fighter. She the body language of that car, everything about it. She is wringing its neck, but uh, not as tidy as Francesco Pizzi at the front. She's breaking later into corners and maybe paying the price accordingly. But look how close she is, 0.457 of a second, taking the tighter entry line into turn one. That doesn't, you then start to lose out on the exit. She's got to use her head, but it's all about gaining experiences. Eight and a bit minutes remain in this race. Will we get on to lap 13? Will they also catch up? with the driver who's at the back of the field, the driver who interrupted the first two in the opening race, Abdulrahman Al-Blushi, the driver from the UAE, the only driver over the age of 17 in this race. He's oh, a lofty 23, but uh, I think this time he's uh, improved his lap times enough not to be caught. He's going to turn 10, and the lead duo of Pizzi and Al-Kubaisi not yet onto that back straight. So I think this time around his improved pace will keep him clear of the pack. Let's hope so. I tell you what, I'm very impressed with uh, young Alcabesi. I know she's got a, a good grounding in karting and a very high level of karting. Finished third in the X30 Championship and then debuting in car racing in Austria last year in July. Um, but the way that she's conducted herself, and she's a dot of a thing, she's tiny. This tiny young young girl of uh, Khaled should be very, very proud and uh, or very worried because it's going to cost him a lot of money for that young young girl's uh, career it's unfortunate because she's when certainly you... got the talent yeah it's unfortunate when you get what you wish for <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> sorry Khaled, it it's going to cost you a fortune so mate. Nico Gola there in the BWT Mucca Motorsport car goes past Mehrebod Shameli the driver from Iran Constantin Rice the white car with the BMW liveried stripes up the, up the nose we know it's a Fiat, it's an Abart engine but uh, showing good patriotism there so Rice tucked in behind but uh, regaining ground don't forget Nico Gola in the pink number two was the driver leading the race and you had the the rotation at turn number 12 caused one has to say by Lorenzo Flux so there may be words in the paddock but uh, these drivers are out there to do what they can they're all learning and it was probably the smallest of taps but when your car's unweighted round it goes particularly at the top of a rise but look at the battle first to second it's down it's it's we're dealing in thousands of a second it's just a whisker over half a second that Al Alcubaizzi is behind race leader Francesco Pizzi and uh, Pipsy doing a great job to get maximum points in two races. That would be 50 points from a potential 50 if he can hang on for the remaining six or six and more minutes. Yeah, that's about that's about three laps, I would say, Bruce, including this one. And if anything, Alcabixi looks like she's in a position to maybe challenge for that lead. She shouldn't be, uh, but we, she is. Yeah, I know she shouldn't be. And considering, you know, that might be that she's managed those tyres over the course of two races there and there might just be a bit of life left in her. Well, in the tyres, that is, but uh, we'll, we'll keep a watching brief on that. Rima Jafali from the Dragon Racing entry, car rating, has gone missing on lap five. So that's a few laps ago now. I've just noticed her at the bottom of the screen. So I'm not sure where she's... Uh, she's missing she's, out a turn between turns seven and eight. Yeah, she's, she's d down there in the end of the first sector. We saw her understeering heavily, heavily, so I don't know what that's got to do with anything, but clearly not enjoying life too much. She's just been passed by uh, Constantin Reich and uh, 
and Gang. So, unfortunately, not getting any points at all. Points down to 10th place, 25 first down to one point for 10th. 12 drivers in the race, you're pretty good for points, but uh, any you throw away, they all add up, so they all cost if you don't get them. But now, let's look at Hamdal Kubaisi, closer than she was the previous time on the start-finish line, point five of a second, you have to say, right now, as they go towards that fabulous sweep at turn 13. Oh, she's looking she's for the challenging. inside. She's gone for the inside, Bruce. She's challenging very much indeed. Down the inside, side by side, through turns 14. There's a bit of a kink into 15. The line was all about Pitsy, though. He had the ID line. Now she needs to take an optimum line through the final turn and out-drag Pitsy down the front straight here she's just offline there has she got the momentum she's under the rear wing of the leader she pulls out alongside she's not quite alongside though she dives to the left now looking for a way by now she dives to the right is she going to go on the bricks later than the leader she's looking like she's in a position to she's offline though on a bit more uh, more of a dusty track there on the inside didn't quite come off there and Pitsy retains the lead into turn one she's gonna have another goal though bruce no doubt about it well she deserves the lead for sheer guts but pitsy needs a little crack around the head from his uh, his father his mother he was asleep there he hadn't known mm. she got gained a couple of car lengths he turned in as if she was still half a second back she wasn't she was 0.2 of a second back but the prize for bravery in this race definitely goes to Hamda Ulkabaisi. And we'll see her closing in again. How much rubber is left on the tyres? How much tyre life? We cannot tell. But by golly, she's taking everything out of them. Absolutely. And this is a great race. Behind the race for the lead, though, we just uh, have to mention that things have settled down. The dust really has settled on that battle for third, fourth and fifth with uh, Marangeli. Uh, Marinangeli. Is, uh, is uh, I'm been saying that wrong, haven't I? Marin Angeli is uh, is now settled in third. Fluxer is settled in fourth. Chovanec, though, who's I was about to say settled in fifth, is not quite settled because he's got his mirrors full of his XL Motorsport teammate in the form of Dexter Ferguson, recovering from that uh, almost stall on the uh, on the at the start. Uh, you you knew you were going to say that. Dexter Patterson, not Ferguson. Did I say Ferguson. You did. You see, it was in your mind. You said before the race, I know I'm going to say Dexter Ferguson at some yeah. stage. I'm not going to explain who that is. Um, Dexter Patterson is the is the car in sixth, but challenging very much for fifth. Still going on at the front, though, Bruce. It certainly is. And uh, Hamdal Kubaisi, she wins the prize for entertainment as well, because a lot of the drivers will try two or three points on this circuit to overtake. She is trying very much everywhere. Out of turn 15, they go down the gentle... Uh, dip to turn 16 but the real key is how quick can you be how early can you get the power onto the straight look very much even Stevens look at the driver in fourth place though it's Lorenzo Fluxer fastest lap of the race last time around and he's taken four tenths of a second out of Nicola Marin Angeli they may be teammates hey let's not talk about them fighting over third place let's talk about Hamdok Alcubaisi we've got three and a bit two and a bit minutes remaining in this race we've got this lap and the next yeah. one she is right on the tail through turn one it doesn't make it stick two and three still in there so both drivers gaining experience but Francesco Pizzi apart from that mistake when he let her come up the inside at 14 has been very tidy across two races and he hasn't been phased at all by the advances of uh, Miss Alcubaisi and he's held on to that lead very stoically and has not made any mistakes under pressure. OK, message on the bottom of the screen. Five-second penalty for full start for four drivers. 
highest place of those is Nicola Marin Angular, who's bouncing over the curbs as they go out of turn nine onto the back straight. He's third, five seconds will put him behind Lorenzo Fluxer. Fluxer won't know that, it doesn't matter. Also being pinged number six, that's Zenonet Chauvenek. We saw him up in about fourth place. He's down in fifth now in number six. Number... I oh, think it was Nico Pola also mentioned. Gola, yeah, he was the driver who started at the front end. And, and number 52 as well, that's Konstantin Reich. Well, that was his first start. The first one didn't happen in the first race because alternator problem. So at the very front of the field is Francesco Pizzi, 0.285 of a second. But look at the driver. Oh, they just they have managed to catch Abdul Ramal Al-Blushi running around for dream racing at the back of the field but they're finding him at a point where he doesn't want to be going down to the kink at turn 13. The black number 10 about to be lapped. Is this going to be good for our race leader, Francesco Pizzi? Yes, he's left the, well, well done. He's gone right to the outside of the circuit. No advantage for the race leader, but what we're having is a real compression. Pizzi, Alcubizzi, Marin Angela, and Flux are getting closer and closer. They were just under three seconds apart last time around as we get right towards what we're about to go on, which will be the final lap of the race. They're covered by about a second and a half. The fastest driver is the driver in fourth place, Lorenzo Fluxer. And there we go. There's the sign, the last lap. It's surely going to be another race victory for Francesco Pizzi. But how close is it? They're getting a fantastic slipstream battle down to turn one. But Pizzi will turn into turn one in the front. I'm pretty sure these teams have not got pits to car radios because I'd be telling Lorenzo Fluxer just to take it easy. You're not going to get past. You don't have to get past Marinangeli because you've got a five second. He's got a five second penalty, and that's going to put Fluxer onto the third step of the podium. But as you say, that cars two and. Seven and number seven is Fluxer under oh. investigation for the spin right. of Nico Gola at turn 12. So he could yet be penalised. So let's not do the maths. It could be Dexter Patterson getting the final step on the podium you never if know. there's a jigging in front. But it's still Francesco Picci. I think he's done the hard work for XL Motorsport. Four tenths of a second to the good at the start of the lap. Absolute huge caution in this race. It's normally been less. But uh, the driver in third place, Nicola Marin Angeli, he's got a five second penalty coming his way, but he's getting closer and closer to Hamda. Alcubaisi, which could be a big advantage for the race leader, Francesco Pizzi. Take the pressure off me, please. Of course, Marin Angeli wants to get past Alcubaisi and move away from Fluxa behind him and see if he can hang on to that third place. Because even if he gets past her on the road, he's still going to be behind her unless he improves by five seconds. However, the race is very much the property of Francesco Pizzi, who leads into turn 12 for the final time. Hamda Elkabisi is in second place. Their equal distance between first and second and second and third coming under pressure there into turns 14. They go through the kink and into 14 there. Heavy braking now, just finding the cars, concentrating up into the corner. Is Elkabisi going to line herself up for a challenge across the line? The finish line comes very, very quickly after the final turn, so I'm not sure she's going to have the space or build up the momentum as the first four cars come through the final turn then. Francesco Pizzi takes his second win of the day and the second win of the 2020 Formula 4 UAA Championship. Hamdel Kabesi hangs on to second. Nicola Mar Mar Marangeli will come in third, but that's five-second penalty. He's going to put him behind Lorenzo Fluxer. Then we've got Chauvenetch, then Dexter Patterson in sixth. It's the XL Motorsport cars there, again, pretty much dominating this Formula 4 championship. And Eric Zuniga finishes in seventh. Nico Gola recovering to eighth. Mirbod Chameli finishes in ninth. Konstantin Reisk did start the race and he finishes in tenth. 
And Abdul, Abdul, Abdul Rahman Al-Bushi will finish in 11th, finding his feet there. And the only retirement of that race, Rima Jafali going out at pretty much the half distance after five laps. I tell you what, Bruce, uh, more of this tomorrow, and I'm looking forward to that already, because these cars, these drivers, this series is ultra, ultra competitive. Maximum attack for the whole race there. Look, you know you've had a good race when the director, the TV director, doesn't really know where to point the camera because which of the battles, and again, a race in which you've got drivers recovering from mistakes is always good if they're the quick ones. So Lorenzo Fluxer did a good job, got up to fourth place, another lap, maybe two laps, he could have been pitching for victory. But what we have is a driver who won race one, Francesco Pizzi. Well, in fact, it was easy for him. The first race, it was 0.2 of a second for victory. Now it's 0.4. He's running away from the field, but really, really competitive. A lot of drivers will have learned a huge amount in that race. And for Hamdal Kabaisi, she'll learn that lesson again. Do not flat spot your tyre on the opening stages of the race. She paid the price, but by gosh, she attacked and hard. Race Jones and Br Joe Bradley bringing you the action at the halfway point of this weekend's competitive running for the United Arab Emirates F4 Championship, certified by the FIA and powered by Abart. Two more races to come across the weekend. Magnificent stuff, and we'll see them early in the morning, local time. 10 minutes to 9 for race 3 of 4. Coming next from Dubai, it will be the evening session. Yep, nighttime practice. We love it, and you'll see it all live in sound and vision across the Radio Show Limited network of channels. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.